Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. Today, Pastor Humby Cerveta will share a message with you. We hope you enjoy it. It's week one of Fruit of the Spirit, and I'm so excited for this series, guys. We kicked off our new year going through the word that God gave our church. We are supposed to be fruitful this year, and we are supposed to be fruitful as a church organization, but not only that, you are supposed to be fruitful as an individual. Now, over the last month or so, we were able to learn how to start digging our roots into the riverbank of God's living water. We learned that when we do that, when we are connected to God, we can bear all the spiritual fruit he wants us to bear. Now, you guys know that you can do this. You know that you can bear fruit, which is great, but knowing is only half the battle. Letting you know you can bear fruit isn't enough. We have to give you the vision for this. Now, that idea of like needing the vision for this might make you kind of cock your head a little bit because in the last series, you saw what you need to do to bear fruit. Uh, so you feel like you got all this stuff down, right? Well, I get it. But let me put it to you like this. If I gave you directions on how to make a cake, but you had no real idea on what to do after you made it, like we just said, just share it with somebody. And you just like grabbed a handful and handed it to somebody, you, you wouldn't be doing it right, right? You wanna put it like in a nice thing and then hand it over. The cake would, or the cake would just sit there on your counter and it would never leave your kitchen because you didn't know like how to share it with anybody. So we wanna give you vision about how to not only bear this fruit in your life, but how you are supposed to share this fruit in your life. However, I want you to know that this vision for how you're supposed to bear and share fruit isn't coming from me. Now, I mean, yes, sure, I am the vessel of this vision, but I'm not the one that it originates with. Everything originates with God, and we see that happening in Colossians 1, verse 16. There it said, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. So the way I see it is that if everything was created through God and for God, that means that the spiritual fruit we get is made through God and for God. This spiritual fruit is to show the world exactly how awesome God is. It's to show the world exactly how amazing it is to have the ability to have Jesus in our lives. This fruit is to show everyone that heaven can be brought to earth. So if this fruit is this important, God is going to give us vision for it. I think his vision for this fruit is there for the taking. I just don't think we always look for it. A pastor that I like to listen to named Michael Todd has a good way for us to look at this. When it comes to God's vision, this is what Pastor Todd has to say. He says, vision is God's view on something. Vision is God's view on something. So what we are going to do in this series is present the vision that God has for each and every piece of spiritual fruit that he will give us in our lives. We will find the vision that God has and make sure that you can walk away with it. We have to make sure that in this series you will have the vision for practical applications of the fruit you receive for yourself and how you can share that fruit with other people. So at the end of this, I'm going to have you write down your next steps. So right now you need to get a notebook or paper or have your notes app ready by the end of this message because it's not really real until you write it down. Anyways, let me just give you one other example on the importance of vision and how it can affect your life and what you're doing. 
So here's how it looked for me in my life when I was younger. For me, ever since I was little, I loved sports. I had this dream that I was gonna figure out a way to be a professional athlete. However, in the eighth grade, I had my dream fully shattered when I didn't make the eighth grade basketball team, which is weird because I made it in ninth grade, but whatever, who's counting? Uh, but I still love sports. I didn't wanna walk away from it, so I had to figure out how do I stick around sports without playing them? Then one day it hit me. I can become a TV sports anchor. I get to be around sports and I don't have to be an athlete. So that's what I did. I poured all my effort into becoming a sports anchor for ESPN. So with that vision, I was able to start moving toward the goal. So in high school, I worked hard and, and got into the yearbook team and uh, I learned all that I could about journalism and, I, and eventually became the editor of the yearbook. Then in college, I landed an internship at the NBC affiliate here in San Antonio, Channel 4, uh, which is known as News 4 San Antonio. Back then it was WAI TV. And it was my first taste of being around sports in a way and, and I couldn't get enough of it. And it was through this work that I was able to land my first job in Laredo as a sports anchor. And then it was through that experience that I got to come back home to San Antonio and work at Channel 4. Everything I was doing with my life was funneled through this vision of making it on ESPN. At least it was funneled through that until God gave me a new vision. Since then, he's told me to leave the TV world and join the ministry, to go to seminary, to step out in front of people and start preaching, to go knock on a door and ask for a building, to leave the church and the people I had grown up with at City Tribe, then to get a kuo started and be your pastor. So I need you guys to know that none of these things would have happened if it were just up to me. Because if it were just up to me, I would probably still be doing television right now. I'd still be doing sports stuff. And I'd know that I would be miserable doing it because it wasn't right for me. So for us, I want us to have clear vision for this year. The clear vision for our church is that we will be fruitful we know that we need to listen to God, then delight and remain in Jesus to bear fruit. Then when we are able to bear that fruit, we need to share it. So if you're watching online with me right now and you want to get some clear vision, then just type into the chat, I want vision. Now, if you aren't able to join us in the chat, just say that out loud to God, just you and him, just tell him, I want vision. Now for that vision, we need to get into God's word. So let's jump into the scripture of this series. This is what's going to dictate what we'll be talking about every single week from now all the way until Easter Sunday. We find that scripture in the book of Galatians. Let's take a look at it. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. So in this piece of scripture, we see a few things. The first thing, which is something we will talk about every single week, is that it's not us that creates the fruit within our lives. As we see here, it's the Holy Spirit, the peace of God that lives within us that actually creates this fruit. For me, this is something that gets me so fired up because we get to see that God takes care of every single part of this equation. God says for us to connect to him. So once we connect, he produces the fruit. Then he is going to give us the vision on how to use the fruit. Then once we use that fruit, this fruit will give glory to how awesome God is. 
just seeing how this whole process works takes all kinds of pressure that I would normally put on myself. Uh, because I'd be like, I need to put extra effort into bringing my fruit or this fruit into my life. Uh, but for all of you, all you have to do is just show up and allow it to happen. There's not like a real effort to doing this. You just need to connect to God. Now guys, this isn't like a vision board. This isn't about manifesting good vibes. This isn't about the universe hooking you up because you had positive thinking. This is God, the creator of the universe, handing something to you. This is God making sure that his will is coming to pass for you and the people around you in your life. All those other things uh, about you are, are bringing you your own glory. And that's not how these things are supposed to be done. All those other things are about you bringing your own vision to life. And we're not about that here at Akuo Church. We are here to find God's vision and run after it the best way that we absolutely can. Okay, let's, let's jump back to the scripture here. The fruit that we are growing in Galatians 5 is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So each week of these series, we are going to dive deep into each one of these fruits. Every single fruit will get at least one week of a deep dive. Peace is going to get two because we need all the peace we can get this year. Anyway, for this series, we will go in order. So we are kicking this off with love. And we've already gotten a lot of love talk in this church, right? You know, because in part, it's, it's part of the four pillars of Akuo. Remember here at Akuo, we want to listen to God, love people, lead by empowering, and link to our community. So one of the things I always think through is how love is expressed in the Bible. One of my favorite places to look at it is in the biblical book known as 1 Corinthians. Now, to give you guys some context in the scripture, there was a church that was started in the Roman city of Corinth after Jesus was raised up, after he went, you know, descended down into hell, uh, came, defeated the grave, came back up, went up to heaven. Now, while it was going, uh, the church there in Corinth, the apostle Paul heard about how they had gone off the rails and how they were acting. They're kind of going crazy. There was division amongst the leaders, worshiping of false idols, public drunkenness, frivolous lawsuits being brought against each other, and spiritual pride. People wanted to use their spiritual fruit for their own good. They also wanted to use their fruit to place themselves over others inside and outside of the church. Now, because of this, Paul wrote this letter to the Corinthians to gracefully set them straight. So let's take a look at 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3. There it says, If I could speak all the languages of earth and angels but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. So what Paul is telling these people is that the fruit that they are given, whether it be the spiritual fruit we're talking about right now or moving into something different like spiritual giftings, uh, it needs to be used in love. There is no way you can do anything else without loving first. And this makes so much sense to me because how are you going to hear words from God? How are you going to understand what God has in your life if you don't even love him? How are you going to be in community with Jesus if you hate his people? 
How can you expect any sort of spiritual fruit in your life if you are just unloving to all the people that are made in God's image, which is everybody? So here, we have to understand that love is the foundation for all of this. Everything that God calls us to do, everything that we read about Jesus' life is based around this idea. Jesus loves people, so we should love people as well. Not only that, but when we look at the passage in Galatians 5, the first fruit that is mentioned is love. And it is the first fruit that we need to understand. So it's because of all this that we have our big idea for today. If you don't remember anything else about this service, please just let it be this one thing. Love is the foundation for fruit. Love is the foundation for fruit. And it has to be. We see this all over the scripture we talked about last week. Jesus tells us to remain in his love in the same way Jesus remained in his father's love. That when we can stay connected to Jesus, which connects us to God the Father, right? We get that connection to Jesus, which connects us to the Father. Then we can produce spiritual fruit, which is love for all the people that are around us. So how can we actually know that we are producing fruit in our lives? Well, let's get a good idea of what love is supposed to look like through God's vision, through his view of it. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians to see how love is broken down. There it says, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. So this is what God's vision of love looks like. When you look at the scripture, you can see how different pieces of spiritual fruit have found its way into the description of love. Let's look back at the scripture real quick. So right there at the beginning, love is patient and kind. Patience and kindness are both spiritual fruit. Then right after that, love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wrong. That sounds a lot like the fruit self-control to me. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. There is joy about goodness. Two more fruits. And then it finishes up. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Again, love is the foundation for fruit. Just look at how much of the spiritual fruit is encompassed by love. So guys, this is what the spiritual fruit of love is supposed to look like. If you're wondering if the spiritual fruit of love is growing in your life, then all you have to do is go back to this list and see if it's happening. Are you seeing patience and kindness? Or are you seeing jealousy, boastfulness, pride, and just like rudeness? Are you seeing faith, hope, and endurance? Or are you seeing irritability and record-keeping of wrongs? Guys, we have to understand what love looks like so we can make sure that we are having this be produced in our lives. Now, really quick, some of you think that you are loving people in your life the best way possible, but you aren't. You aren't connected to the Father in a way that we can hand out the overflow of his love to everyone around you. Instead, you might think that you're doing the right stuff. 
you keep on telling yourself, well, I try really hard and I go to work and I come home late and I'm just whatever, you know, angry. Well, your will isn't going to give you the spiritual fruit no matter how hard you work. So connecting to God better is what's going to get him to grow the fruit in our lives. On the flip side, you might find yourself in a spot where you're in a relationship and you aren't sure if you are being loved. I mean, the person you are with totally has everything together and they buy you cool stuff and and y'all have fun and it's great. But you question what love is. Well, you just have to look at this list and see if that is what you're getting. You don't have to settle for something less than just because the person looks like they're loving. And it kind of reminds me of one of Jesus' parables. He says this in the book of Luke. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. A tree is identified by its fruit. Figs are never gathered from thorn bushes, and grapes are not picked from bramble bushes. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. So keep that in mind. It doesn't matter how good that tree looks like. If the fruit you're getting from them is bad, then it's a bad tree. And here at Akua, we want to be good trees. We want to be good trees that have our roots dug in so deep to God's riverbank of living water that God is producing good fruit in our lives. Now, all of this reminds me of a story of Jesus and a Pharisee. You see, a little bit later in the book of Luke, Jesus is out preaching and loving people. Well, the Pharisees are listening to all of Jesus' teaching, and they aren't super excited about what Jesus is talking about. So they invite Jesus to dinner to see if they can catch him in some sort of lie. Really, what they are doing is hoping they can find some bad fruit on Jesus' tree. So here's what happened. As Jesus was speaking, one of the Pharisees invited him home for a meal. So he went in and took his place at the table. His host was amazed to see that Jesus sat down to eat without first performing the hand-washing ceremony required by Jewish custom. Then the Lord, Jesus, said to the Pharisee, You Pharisees are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are filthy, full of greed and wickedness. Fools! Didn't God make the inside as well as the outside? So clean the inside by giving gifts to the poor, and you will be clean all over. What sorrow awaits you Pharisees, for you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens. But you ignore justice and the love of God. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. So what Jesus is telling them here is that they all look like great trees, He's saying that the Pharisees look like people that produce good fruit. However, when it comes time to actually love people, they don't do it. They don't produce good fruit. What's crazy is that it doesn't have anything to do with the amount of effort the Pharisees were doing to be holy people. That's like literally what they did with their lives. They memorized and kept all the laws of their day. They did everything they could to walk without sin, or at least without the appearance of sin. However, They did it without actually being connected to God. They did it so they could lift themselves higher in the view of all the people around them. They were all about their own vision, and they were throwing away God's vision for their lives. Now guys, for some of you right now, 
you might be panicking a little bit. I think if I was sitting at home listening to this right now, I'd be doing the same way. So I don't want you to start freaking out and questioning if you're like living your life in the wrong way. The fact that you're even asking that means your heart is in the right place. Remember, being connected to God isn't about a huge amount of effort. It's about simply remaining in his love. And we can remain in his love. When we can remain in his love, it is the foundation for all the fruit in our lives. So for you, I want you to walk away with some practical ideas on how you can love people in your life. I want you to be able to have this fruit produced in your life. So the question that can be asked right now is how do we practically remain in Jesus? Well, we follow what he's laid out for us. Really, we can look at a piece of scripture to explain that exact idea. So let's look at John 13. There it says, So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So Jesus wants us to remain in him. And he wants us to show the world that we are his disciples by doing what he did while he was on the earth loving people. So this week, I want you to show love to each other. Show someone love in your life. But it can't be like looking at your spouse and being like, yeah, I guess I love you. Or like texting your friends some heart emojis, you know. Um, Not even the emoji with like heart eyes is enough for what I'm talking about. This week, we can't just talk about loving people. We actually have to be about loving people. So I want to give you one really easy and practical way that you can show someone love this week. So you can call, text, email, or write a letter to someone and tell them you love them. When you tell them you love them, I want you to tell them why you love them. And I want you to let them know that you can see the spiritual fruit of God growing in their life. And I want you to encourage them to keep on loving people in that way. So right now, write that down in your notes. Call, text, somebody, let them know. All those different things. Because when you do it, it makes your task real. When you can write it down, it makes it real. So the next thing I want you to do is bring God's view on this into the picture. I want us to be able to listen and hear what Jesus has to say to us. But before you can do that, you need to be in community with him. You need to have started a relationship with him. And to do that, you have to understand how Jesus loved us while he was here on this earth. And we see that as this at work in John chapter 3. There it says, For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his Son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only Son. There are so many great things to look at here. First, it's that God has loved the world so much. He loved you so much that he gave up his only Son, Jesus, for all of us. Now, when you look into this a little bit deeper, Jesus also showed his love for the world when he laid his life down for us. He chose that, right? And the way that we can see that it was a choice is because when you get into the original language of this passage, you can see things a little clearer. The original language of this passage is Greek, of the entire New Testament is Greek. And the Greek word used here for love is agapao. So this love that God and Jesus have for us, it's a love 
that they both had to choose to follow through with. It's a word that we talked about a few months back, which is the love that you choose to do. So right now, I want everyone who can hear my voice or see my words, I want you to know that you have been chosen by God. You aren't a burden. You aren't a second-class citizen. You have been loved by choice by the creator of the universe and the most perfect being that has ever walked the earth. Your identity is that you have been chosen and that you are worthy of everything. Now today, I want you to receive that. I want you to receive the love that God has for you. As we just read, it's very simple for you to receive that love. All you have to do is believe. Before you might have believed that God didn't want you or that you were too bad to be a part of what he was doing here on this earth, but that's absolutely wrong. He chose you. He wants you. He loves you. So if you want to receive his love today, I want you to pray along with me. Now I get it. If this is the first time you're ever praying this, it might be a little bit scary, but just lean into God in these moments. So let's all bow our heads as a community because here at Akua Church, no one prays alone. So let's just go ahead and bow your heads and you can just pray something like this along with me. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for laying down your life for me. Thank you for choosing me, even though I've messed up so many times. I don't want to do life on my own. I'm going to live it out with you. Thank you, Jesus, for choosing me. Thank you for choosing love. Jesus, today, I want to choose you. Amen. Now, if you just prayed that prayer, I want you to do something that might be a little bit out of your comfort zone. I want you to type it in the chat, I believe. So just type those two words in the chat, I believe. And if you're not there, if you're not in the chat right now and you just prayed that for the first time, just go ahead and say it out loud. Now, I want you to know that I'm so proud of you and God is so proud of you. All of heaven is so proud of you. All of heaven is celebrating the decision that you just made. And in the Bible, it says that all of heaven is having a huge party because you just crossed that line of faith to start believing. So I want you guys to know that we, as a church, are totally celebrating you. Akuo Church loves you and we want you to reach out to us. If you just made that decision today, send us something in our uh, instant messages and let us know how we can help you along in your next parts of your journey. Okay, so now that we have taken care of that, we need to take a little bit of time to talk to God and get his vision on the fruit he will produce in us. So right now, let's just all close our eyes and ask God this very simple question. How do you want me to share your fruit this week? How do you want me to share your fruit this week? Jesus, thank you for being such a great example of how to love. Thank you for loving me. Today, show us how we can love people the best way possible. Show us how we can choose to love you. Show us how we can love our families, how we can love our friends, and even how we can love our enemies. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. Amen. Now, if you got a word or a picture of how you're supposed to share God's fruit with someone, write it down right now. Then every single day this week, look at what you wrote and do your best to live that out this week. All right, guys, so next week, we are going to continue in our series, Fruit of the Spirit. 
And next week, we'll be talking about joy. We will do our best to show you God's vision of joy in your life. So feel free to invite friends and family to watch along with you. Now, if you or someone has missed any of the services, you can always catch up with us on YouTube or listen to us on every single major podcast carrier. Next, I want to talk about how we practice generosity here at Akuo. What we do is practice the biblical method of giving called tithing, which means giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. We know that when you trust God with your finances, there is always a great blessing connected to it. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to like get a new truck delivered to your house for free because you tithe this week. That's not how it works. But the way it does work is that anytime you give something over to God, you experience a blessing in that arena. He takes some of that weight off of you. So what we want you to do is grow closer to God and have some of that weight taken off of you by tithing this week. This is a way that you can show love to and remain in God's love this week. Now that might not be a possibility for you right now because things are tough for you and your family. And if things are tough for you right now, we want to help you out. We want to be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs some help, let us know. Send us a message. All you have to do is go to our website, akuo.church, that's A-K-O-U-O.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send me an email directly at humby.sedevetta at akuo.church. Or you can call or text the church directly at 210-901-8785. And if we don't answer, leave a message. Now, if you're willing to tithe here at Akuo Church, the way you can do that is by going to our website at akuo.church. Now, when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. Or you can use our text-to-tithe option. For that, all you have to do is text akuo, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to tithe to the number 77977. Now, if you don't want to give electronically, we also have our P.O. box available if you would like to send your tithe through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your tithe to Akuo Church, P.O. Box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. Now, one of the ways that we are planning to bear fruit over the next year is by linking to our community. To do that, we need to continue to figure out what's already here in our community so we can help you know, pour, fi- pour fuel on that fire here in our community. And we need to continue to figure out what isn't here so we can help get that started. So what we're doing right now is partnering up with an organization called Urban Strategies to lead some listening sessions. In these meetings, they will ask some questions to our community to figure out what is here already and what is needed. Now here is where you guys come in. We would love to hear from you about these topics and we would love for you to share these meetings with your friends that aren't a part of our community because we need to know from everybody here in this entire community, just not in the Akuo Church community. We're looking to get people from all backgrounds to get a good idea on how we can link to our community in the best way possible. So if you are watching online, uh, we're going to be putting up a QR code right now if you'd like to sign up. Also, we're posting a link to the sign up in the chat right now. If you aren't with us live, we'll be posting this to all of our social media this week. Now, when you guys see it, please share it so we can get the best idea possible on how we can link to our community. Now, one last thing. I just want to remind you guys about our Zoom group every Wednesday night. This is a great way for us to get together and hear how God is bearing fruit in us and how we can share it with one another. Now, if you're someone that is a regular 
Thanks for being a part of it. We love you guys. But what we'd like for you guys to start doing is invite some friends this week. Let's see how many people we can get in there to love on. For all the links to do Zoom group, all you have to do is go to any of our social media pages. Okay guys, that's all that we have for you today. Like I tell you every single week, I love you and I'm praying for you all week long. So before we go, let me just pray over you one last time. So Jesus, as everyone clicks off their browser, turns off their TV and puts away their phone, I ask that you would continue to speak to them. Jesus, I ask that you would help them plant their roots along your river. I pray that through this connection, that you would bear the spiritual fruit of love in every single person. I pray that you would be able to share it with all the people that are around them in their lives. I pray that everyone that comes in contact with our community would be able to know who you are, Jesus, because of our community. Thank you for everything that you've given us and everything that you're going to give us, Lord. We love you and we pray all these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Okay, guys, that's it. We'll see you at Zoom Group on Wednesday. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.